1: If Pitt's gonna make the NCAA tournament, they probably have to win this one because their remaining regular season schedule does not have the resume building wins. We've pad their record, games you really can't lose. You need another signature win, and this would be for Pitt, its third colossal road win. They won at Duke, they won at Virginia. Uh, is the season a failure if Pitt misses the tournament? Yes, it is. You thought about that for a little bit.
0: I know, I was running, well, I didn't know what you were going to say here, so I had to at least come up with something, um, because I think in Carrington and Lowe, they now have two very good players back there, even though they're freshmen, and it's, one, it's Hinson's last year, they have those two, in the NIO world, there's hardly a guarantee that they keep those two backcourt guys. Hinson has been more or less as advertised, he's been great for most of the year. Uh, And so, with all of that, having come off of a tournament appearance last year where you actually won a game, and me feeling like at least the team I've watched lately is better than last year's team, yeah, it would bother me. And there's no Garrett, like, if this is the old days where, hey, you know that Carrington and Lowe are probably both gonna be here minimum two years together, maybe three, you feel like you're on the cusp of something really great, but right now, you have no idea what next year holds. I'd want them to just try to get in and see if they can make a little bit of a racket in the NCAA tournament.
2: Donnie, season of failure if Pitt misses the big dance? I don't think I'm going failure. Uh, last year was a lot of fun. It completely came out of nowhere. And I think that's why. It's like Pitt finally for the first time in nearly a decade. And, like, they had to rise from the ashes. Like the time. Phoenix. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, phoenix they're, sons. their years with Kevin Stallings and even a couple of the early ones with... Capel like they were in the pits of their history in college basketball I I, I don't think I can say failure though if they just miss the tournament because they're going to be a team that's close kind of like last year they end up getting in they win a couple of games it's even more fun to look back on but I, I think since it all came out of nowhere and we know that how that team was built and we had a couple of guys that were able to stick around for more than a year Henson being the main one I also think the way that college basketball and college sports are now, like Chris said, there's no guarantee that a guy will stick around, but that can be said for pretty much everywhere. And you think if Cable can pull in some studs like he has these last few years, then, hey, maybe they can consistently be a team that's very close.
1: I think I side with Donnie, but I do think that Chris's argument has merits. I think it's a really tough question. I don't think it's black and white. That's why you probably paused for a second. Because, first of all, I just think the expectations have changed since they left the Big East. There's just not as much juice to pit basketball. The hype isn't there. The interest isn't there. Yeah, we talk about them on the air as much as we can. We don't usually get a lot of feedback or reaction unless we, like, like you did for the Virginia game, like, nail the prediction right and get it spot on, like, word for word. There's just, uh, it's just, it, it, it's, a, it's not it, the they're same, in a conference.
0: Chris. They're in a conference where where all their rivals used to be mid-Atlantic, northeast teams that I think people geographically felt close to. Now it's a conference where everybody, it's a southern conference, essentially. And I don't think people feel tethered to that the way that they did to the Big East, the Madison Square Garden, the tough New York kids, all that stuff. Even though they now have a coach who's a true ACC country guy, like one of the truest, I, you're right, it doesn't resonate with people the same way. Um, but as far as it being a failure for me and why I said yes, you know what I actually put it over the top? It's literally one game. I'm so enraged that they lost to Missouri,
1: which is going to be a damaging game if they don't get in. If you flip that result, they're probably like very, very, very they're close it, to the field right now.
0: Exactly. That is... That kind of was game, at that game makes me so mad, even though I think Capel has done a very admirable job keeping them together and getting their guys to start playing their best at this time of year. A game like that's going to drive me nuts. I also am saying this because this has always been, basketball in general, my favorite sport. And so even though we don't talk about it a lot, it's always the one where I wish desperately they were a top 10 team
1: because it would get me very fired up because I love watching it. Got a seemingly nice listener to the show who wanted to argue with me about Mike Tomlin for the entire first half of that Missouri game, which distracted me from watching them. They were trying deep. to do it in like a
0: nice way. Yeah. So they were like, basically, you dog this guy and he deserves better. It was,
1: it was a robust debate. Well, they always are. Uh, Kyle Filipowski update on him. He's just sore. He will play. It's not a major injury. Now that we know that he wasn't badly injured in that court storming. They carried him off. People like Chris Canty, the former Giant and Raven, saying this today on ESPN. Donnie, you can lower the music a little bit. Let's also not pretend like the players don't have to have some more awareness. What we saw from Kyle Filipowski, he's acting like he's going on a walk through the quad on campus where you see that there are fans that are storming the court. He has to have more awareness of the situation and have urgency about getting the hell off the court. Now, I think that they have to do a better job of creating a plan and having that in place. And I get that we don't want to put the onus on the visiting teams, but that has to happen. Bravo, that after an endless cycle of talking about this, somebody invented a wholly unique take, which was it was the player's fault for getting hurt in More that situation. More embarrassing.
0: Filipowski getting carried off now that we know he's just sore, or Paul Pierce getting wheelchaired off the court when he had to just take I think the wheelchair,
1: dump. because sometimes when you... is someone that had a litany of ankle injuries, sometimes you'd think, like, when you initially turned your ankle, like, you really did very severe, serious damage to it. Okay. So Paul Pierce having to poop really bad and getting wheelchaired off as a result still worse? Yeah, and making self Expanse think that his... Uh, NBA Finals and career was possibly over, yeah. You know that Pitt hasn't stormed the court since 1993? Point of pride. You know when they probably would have that done is it? It's so wild to me. I bet Why you, is that? I bet you it would have been 98,
0: except for that was the game where Khalid el and, and Connecticut came back at Fitzgerald and like snatched one from the jaws of defeat on them. The Oakland Zoo was so crazy. Like I'm just surprised that at no well, point think, they
1: pulled an upset and didn't say the heck with it, let's go out there. So and,
0: I think when Ben Hallen started building Ray's the program held. up, they switched over from Fitzgerald to Peterson at that same time, and I think they were good enough as a program, they felt, by the time they moved to the bigger arena where it was a more rabid student section that they actually felt like it was beneath them. That I remember that being a big talking point, like prior to the station coming on the air for several years. We are too good of a team now to storm the court for anything. You know what, I kinda like that. Well, here's here's why I liked it then, and I, I kind of, I love it now in retrospect. They were actually right. Why would you storm the court when you're a top seven team a lot of the year?
2: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.
1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears?